Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 16 of Wide Open with Chris Brandt. Hosted by Chris Brandt. <laughs> Co-hosted by Ross Robinson. Special guest, Kyle Pulsifer. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm enjoying that announcer maybe, voice. Maybe I should do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's up, guys? How's everyone doing? We're uh, still up at the Grizz. We're up at Grizzly Lodge. Our uh, our yearly December British Columbia trip, and we thought it'd be a good idea to uh, get Kyle on back on. Number going, everyone. Number. <laughs> I was on number one, right? Two. 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 Yeah. Oh, close. Heck yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But if you're not first, you're last, Kyle. But, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> That I've come is, to realize that. That is one of our most downloaded episodes, though, probably because Kyle was on it. Probably. Uh, I think just everybody wants a job here. <laughs> yeah, and you and you got one. Yeah. And you still have one. Actually. I know. <laughs> Managed to hold on to it. Yeah. Well, Kyle, you've... Um, so we're here at Grizzly, and, um, that, you know, I was thinking about this this morning. You've got to ride... Well, you had never been out of the United States until you came riding with us. Well, you've been to Canada hunting, right? Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Um, since then, you've been to, you know, you've ridden one of the coolest places in the world of British Columbia here at Grizzly Lodge, um, obviously Colorado, and you've been south of the equator to go ride snowmobiles in the Andes Mountains in Chile in August. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say I've done a lot and seen a lot <laughs> that I wouldn't have without working here. In a pretty short period of time? Yeah. What... uh What's been your favorite? Like, I mean, you know, we have, we have the, just how hard it is to ride in Colorado, right? With the elevation and, and the type of snow we have and no power and all of that. And then, uh, which, you know, you, you rode a turbo for your first year. Uh, <laughs> how did, how did you let every that day. slide? What? Him riding a turbo. Oh, I, I just did it for day. the entertainment. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by 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 the end of the season, um, you know, you were just flat out worn out, and yeah, the sled was too a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. So, um, you you know that that was kind of year one in Colorado, and uh, but then you've and then to expose you to BC and show you like, I mean, here we have power, we have base of snow, lots of snow. Um, some absolutely incredible terrain, uh, yeah. Right, and then and then Chile, right? And you where you're riding around volcanoes and um, just riding when not many other people in the world are riding. Yeah. So what what's been your favorite so far? Um, probably this year in Chile we got some rain and dropped into some pretty awesome creek bottoms that you wouldn't normally be in that were pretty high consequence and just kind of fun to jump around put around and then get stuck and just look around where you're at and there's a lot to take in there there, there was so much we had so much base there more base than i'd ever been seen down there and then it like turned to spring snow for a few days and yeah you could go in the bottom of these things that usually is like Never Never Land and poke around and stuff. Yeah, we had a because it was so filled in, so filled mm-hmm. in in the very bottom. Yeah, you knew you could kind of get out. And then there's, I mean, they're like so steep on each side. There's logs that go across them, and then there's like <sighs> ten foot bridges that you, wow. you like could damn near go under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think that's I think that's kind of interesting that um, you know be, between those three, Colorado, Chile, and BC, y- your favorite is riding in the rain down in South America, <laughs> right? And and I think that I I would agree. I mean, I I I mean, I love riding up here. I love how technical Colorado is, but there's just something magical as a snowmobiler to be in somewhere that doesn't get ridden essentially um in the middle of the summer and you know when we go down there and i don't know if this is the same for you guys but in colorado we know every nook and cranny uh where we ride pretty Mm -hmm. much right i mean we're still we still Mm -hmm. find stuff which is cool i mean that's that's a really fun part and up here for sure, um, we I get lost every time. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I really have no idea where I'm going, and I don't know how the heck we get the group back. Like even yesterday, Kyle's like, "All right, guys. Well, I've only been down in here once, so everybody's uh, coming what? to me like, where are we at? Where are we going? What are we doing?'" I'm like, "See that track? That's as much as I know. I'm yeah. guessing we're going that way." <laughs> yeah, but but with that. You know, the the sense of exploration is like no other down in Chile. And I mean, it's I think it's all about the, you know, the travel is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of travel, how'd that work out for you this year? Oh, man, you shouldn't have let me go alone. (laughs) I needed some help. You needed to travel. Only took me two and a half days, a couple extra airports, a couple (laughs) extra tickets bought, a couple extra tickets. Oh, I thought I was like buckling up to guide a full group by myself. I didn't know if you're going to make it. (laughs) Make it. And then you guys, do do I have a ticket going home? I don't know, Kyle. (laughs) What what do you mean? You should. And oh my gosh, (laughs) um, that was, (laughs) yeah. So that, um, I, I I think, I think it's, that's, that's kind of, and, and Ross, what, I mean, out of the three, what's, what's your fave? Uh, man, I don't know. It's a tough one. I mean, it's so easy to say Chile because it's so much easier to put everything into perspective of how cool that whole situation is. Um, so it's, it's like, how can you have a bad day down there? Mm-hmm. You can't because, and really the, it, the, it goes the same here as well as, you know, Colorado's. How can you have a bad day? How can you have a bad yep. day? Right. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I, I enjoy the technical riding in Colorado for sure. Um, Chile for sure. And, I mean, it, and any of them at their best day are going to match each other. Um, yeah, that's a good point. But I, I, I do love the whole Chile experience for what it is. And yeah. this was the first year when Kyle and I were down. Somehow you, he let, you let Kyle and I run the show down there. That was aggressive. <laughs> um, this was the first year where I was like, oh, I could stay a few extra days. Where he, As in the past, I was more ready to come home or whatever, but... Yeah, I think the experience down there is second to none. Cool. Well, let's talk about, since we have Kyle on. Yeah. Um, Kyle, we got tons of stories and memories already in this short, brief tenure that you've been uh, a part of BBA. Um, what's some that stick out? I mean, it, it could be, I mean, you're a character in the shop. You're, <laughs> you've got a work ethic of a freaking madman, uh, which, which uh, you know, it, it really does... It's funny, I see, and I've talked about this uh, when you've not been on, but, you know, I see a lot of uh, me and you at at your age. Uh, how old are you? 22. The and, ripe age of 22. And single. Um, <laughs> how many times? And, you know, it's, fu- it's funny. 
when I was your age, I just remember, um, you know, multiple nights working on my snowmobile and, you know, jamming out to probably Metallica back then, um, you know, working and, and I look outside, I'm like, damn, is that, oh, that is the sun coming up. Oh, huh. Well, I guess I'll just keep working. <laughs> I guess, uh, um, and you know, I just when when you're you're passionate about something, and um, for me, I have a hard time of stopping at something before the project is done. I like to see it to completion, get it done, move forward to the next, and yeah. um, obviously because you never end up going to lunch with Ross because you're never done with something. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you live the same way, but so, you know, you have, you have all these things with, within the business to, to chat about. I mean, whether it's been, you know, a, a crazy sled build that you've done a day on the Hill, um, a moment, uh, you know, like, well, shoot yesterday we created one, right? You got in a little bit of a pickle yesterday and, oh yeah. How's that hip feeling today? It's a little tender, but you know, Long ways from the heart. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's uh, what's 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 something that sticks out to you? Um, give give us a story. Give us a Kyle Pulsifer story. Those the biggest thing that sticks out to me, and one of the things I look forward to at the ends of the day, when we go on a one more line, yeah. And then that one more line turns into all of us funneling into a junk hole where we spend multiple times until we're about. Till it's dark and the cook is about to kill us because we're late for dinner and <laughs> just just getting in there and then none of us have a personality where we give up. Yep. Until I don't think we ever win. That's the biggest thing. We just keep fighting. Yeah. F- pick a harder line. Pick a harder something. Somebody's yeah. always like anteing up. Yeah. There's always an, the next. That's the one thing too. There's always the next line. There's always a tree you could have gone above or. Mm-hmm something it's funny like at 3 30 we've we're all getting spent right i mean we've we've spent the day digging and already i'm i'm thinking about kyle giving me that nod and the look like hey dude let's go up let's go up and i'm i'm already i've already got my answer kyle dude <laughs> we didn't get out until 6 30 last night and we're going home and you know, I, we get the group, and and then we'll pass by that one little spot, and I stop, and I shouldn't have stopped. Don't stop, don't stop. And I stop, and I look back, and the group is just sitting on their snowmobile with their head bobbing, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, I still, I got one more in me. And then, sure enough, six thirty later, here we are, <laughs> upside down, chopping down a freaking stump that's in between the track or something stupid. Yeah. Um, but actually we had, we had quite a few moments like that last year where we got to, we, you know, and that's what we need as, as not only guides, but riders to, you know, we're, we're out there just like, we're trying to push our, our clients. We need to push ourselves as well. And, and, you know, talking about where you have come riding wise, I mean, again, just for those of you guys who haven't heard, listened to podcast number two, uh, which you should now that Kyle's on here again, um, you, you, you were a client and it's funny to, if you think back and look at your skill set back then, right. Uh, and versus right now and, and yeah, it's, it's really cool to see the, how quick the progression happens. And uh, I say this about anything. I mean, anybody, if, the, if you ride six days a week, you're going to get better. Um, but 
kind of to a certain point, you still have to to push yourself, mm-hmm. still have to. Um, and I think what's really neat about our dynamic here is we all three have different specialties. You know, I think, um, you know, Ross, your agenda as a writer is different than my agenda. And, you know, Kyle, you're a little bit of a mix of, of both of us a little bit. I think you're a little more, you know, you're, you're liking the, the challenge of, of getting to the top and, and doing that. And, you know, Ross, in my opinion, I think Ross, you're really, um, branching out on, you know, these, these gnarly, like bow ties and these big hippers. And I mean, you're, you know, you're you're a little bit that generation. Yeah. Um, and so it's cool to see that we, I mean, we're all not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I guess, you know, both of you guys, what's, I mean, what, what drives you, what motivates you, what, wh- when, what makes it a successful day for you, Kyle? I don't think I've ever had a successful day. <laughs> and that's what makes it a successful day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Every, Every time I come home from a ride, I'm not. I'm thinking of more. I'm watching the GoPro stuff. Like you idiot, why didn't you carry more speed there to get above that tree? And I'll think about that stuff time and time and time again. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. If, I, I mean, I've there's there's moments where you're like, yes, that was nice. And more often than not, though, I don't know. I'm thinking about what I should have done. The the chase is so much of it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Just like always knowing that there's more or whatever. And mm-hmm. so you have to have that like never die attitude too, especially when you're chasing Chris around mm-hmm. because a you're in the back as a sweep guy. Right. So things are, it's just different, right? It's, an, it's in some ways a disadvantage to get to the top if we're talking about a technical line. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for you to just like think that you're going to go up the line that 12 dudes have already tried 80 times and there's no snow left and all these things if you don't have that attitude of never giving up then you're gonna you're not gonna last long in that role Mm -hmm. and kyle certainly has that yeah yep yeah i'm gonna ask both you guys this question um over well ross you've been with me multiple years kyle you're on year three what give me give me just one thing that either from you know what watching or observing you know kind of like what i'm doing or um in your own writing critiquing what is the one thing that you is is top on your hit list of of an improved skill set like what are you like i i am working on this and i'm going to get better at this like coming into those those lines where you have to be perfect and carry all the right speed in the bottom to get over the head wall, but most importantly, not just wheelie out of control over that head wall and get the drive at the next one. Um, there's a lot of just that body English that you have and you can, you, you're down on the sled at the right time to soak up the big hit, but to continue the speed. I think this year, if I can do that, cause there's a lot of, a lot of places I kind of, I can get the, the first part done. And then it screws you for the rest of it mm-hmm. where to get over that first part, you need to still be going 30 miles an hour to, to get up the next part. We had yeah. one yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. That, it took me four runs. <laughs> yep. That one at the, at the bottom of the hill. And, and it was one of those deals where you, you had no in run, you had to come out of the corner and there was a, a little head wall arise with some junk in there and trenches. And 
you know, I had, I, again, cause I, I'm always the cheater, but I, I was on a 63 and you were on a 155. still a, the 55, it eventually made it, but mm-hmm. you know, it was, as I'm watching there, it's, it's like, it, it, to your point, you have to be so perfect in those situations to be able to make it. And I think what's awesome for us is, you know, some people's mindset is, so they get up over that first head wall in a wheelie, set it down, go to the next one, don't even come close to making it, turn out and say, oh man, that one's, that one's sure tough. And, you know, we look at it as we are getting up there. Yep. This, I just screwed up bigger what than do, crap. Yeah. What do I got to do to get up that? There's no, yeah. there's no, oh, you can't make it up that. Yeah. There's something, you can do something, whether it's switch back six times or whatever yeah. it is. You're violently rolling your snowmobile back down so you can get to the bottom as fast as possible yeah. so you can get back up to the top as fast as possible. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, three days ago, I almost ran myself to the point of, like, exhaustion. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't fog goggles, like, <laughs> ever. And I had this sweatband across my goggles. My neck was bleeding. My <laughs> shoulder was like, I think I might have dislocated it. Yeah. And just because I was so... I am getting to the top of this freaking hill. <laughs> and I did, but uh, there was some, uh, there was, it was a war zone. Ross, what's, I, what's, what's yours? I think um, mine is consistency. Cause when I feel like I'm good, I'm good. Like when I'm on, I feel really, really good. But then there's certain little things that are all most that are all mental that. Um, yeah. You're a head case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, but it's what yeah, we talk about. Yeah. I think a lot. And especially too, um, one thing that I want to work on and get better at is into the technical stuff more so again, because now my riding is different than Chris's because mm. I am typically with the different group. Yep. So I am in, I'm in the more open stuff. And, you know, for me, like for me to have the successful day, I need to go find a jump or something like that because I'm not down in the hole um, because my guys are going to punch me in the face if I sure. go in there. So that's just what it's kind of become. That's why I wear my helmet all the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know it's coming. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of how my riding has changed a little bit because that's just where I ride now for, for work. Yeah. Um, so that's how I enjoy it. But yeah, that just like being consistent is a a tricky part, you know, like, uh, a couple days ago I was on an 800, 155 chaos and you're on a 163 pro 850. So like there's three or four things working against me and just not, and just understanding the sled I'm on and riding to its, yep to its quote unquote strengths instead of trying to force things. So, and that's always been my issue is I'm just too greedy and too forceful with lines. And then I screw up and then you get tired and it just leads down the, that road. One thing that I see with your riding and, and I'm going to refer back to the same day you're talking about. So on our off day here up at Grizzly, we, uh, we were filming. Right. So trying to get some content and you know, the first, the first couple lines, they just weren't going good. Um, there were some rocks and there was some things. And so like, you know, you have this vision in your head of what the move's supposed to do and then it doesn't. And you, the sled 
gets buried bigger than crap and then so you know we talk about this all the time too so now you're using more effort Mm -hmm. you get tired and then uh, when you're fatigued then you hesitate when you hesitate then the next line then you fail again and so we had you had you had a couple of those in a row and even i i mean i did i was you know i I was having a couple of those moments as well. And then, but it's really cool. And, and to your point is it takes one of like, dude, I nailed that. And that was hard and it, and it can turn it. It's, it's crazy. Like you're still the same rider, right? But mentally it, it, you can, you can change the the whole day, Mm -hmm. um, and, and really make it successful. And I think you did that just the other day. And, and, you know, for all you guys listening out there, we all, we all have those days where it like, we're, we're not riding good. We, we get stuck doing stupid things. Um, and so it's really, you have to fight through that. You have to push through it. You have to, and you can't just go into seclusion mode and then just start buzzing around in meadows to make you, yourself feel better about it. You yeah. gotta, you gotta get through it. And, you know, it's, this is, I had something happen two days ago that hasn't happened to me in a long time, in a long time. I, I rode tired yeah. because I was tired. We, it, you know, it was day five in a row. The previous day we spent filming, which is like riding at a hundred percent all day. And I didn't, I didn't sleep very well. I was beat up. And so, you know, I'm, I'm guiding and I mean, I am making stupid mistakes and I'm getting greedy and I'm getting stuck. And then I'm doing like everything that I talk to the clients about. I mean, I'm living it. I had a GoPro clip and I, I had just got stuck. I get unstuck and I was pissed off because I got stuck in a stupid spot. I told you guys this story. I'm like, I'm looking at it and I wanted to go above this tree so freaking bad. And it was like, I, I, I'll give my, myself a shot. If it's 50, 50, you know, 50, 50, I'm going to make it or get stuck. Those are pretty good odds for me. Most of the time, this was like 30, 70. It was just really dumb. And sure enough, Mm -hmm. I try it and I get stuck and I'm just upset and then I have to get my sled unstuck and then I go under the tree and I'm like okay time for a redemption line and I go and I didn't take a break I had no water all day because it was cold and so I go and I go I, I make another stupid mistake and I shoved the, and I we lead up on this rock and I shoved the front end straight down into this boulder field and the ski had to be like touching the ground yeah I mean yeah. and I'm just like and I I stopped the GoPro or, uh, you know, with the GoPro roll, I'm like, man, I'm riding like poop. <laughs> I mean, I, that's exactly what I said. And, um, and you know, that for me, I don't, I don't necessarily have many of those days. Mm-hmm. I feel, you know, I'm mentally strong. I know, I know what the day is going to be. I know, you know, I, I picture all of these things happening in, in the line and, and, but you know, it just, just like everybody, I mean, I had an off day. And so, you know, it was my goal yesterday to redeem that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's amazing what the body needs too. Um, I mean, I, I just needed, I needed more water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed some food during the day. I need, you know, when, when, when your mind isn't right, your body isn't right either. And, you know, yesterday I had I thought, I mean, it was an awesome day. You know, I, I rode really good. I pulled some lines that, um, 
for me make it a successful day and i was like okay we're back we're back yeah well so, that's a good yeah so that, <laughs> that's a success. That, that was that was my my story yeah i think it's just and it you know early season is always tricky too i mean it's december and um there's not there's plenty of snow to go ride but for some of the things that we're trying to do, especially we're not on our personal sleds. Yeah. And that also is tricky because you maybe are a little hesitant or whatever. Yeah. And then you, is there a rock there? Am I going to swash out all these things? And then, whereas, you know, a little bit later in the season or even on, even on our personal sleds, like you're going to go into that thing with your hair on fire and, um, sort it out. But when you're on a, you know, Outlaw Motorsports takes care of us up here, so we try to keep their stuff in pretty good condition. Which um, I have struggled with yeah. this trip. The parts list is long. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, you you don't, there's a little aspect of it that kind of can just slow you down a little bit, and that is the difference, especially that I've felt this trip on mm -hmm. the 155 800. 800. Yeah. I'm like, isn't it crazy to ride an 800 dude, again? Dude, I gotta be so uncomfortably aggressive to get up things and around things and it's like ugh didn't I don't I don't like it and then yeah. even to do some of the fun things I like to do I'm kind of being a moron and like expecting the snowmobile to do th things and it doesn't work every yeah. time I'm like why isn't this working well it's just not right you know and 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 I guess I don't want you guys to to take that as oh wow all the 800s are are why would I ever ride one you know for it we and we talk about this a lot. Um, choosing the right tool for the job. Yeah. Right. That 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 eight hundred chaos one fifty five would be an incredibly fun sled in the right terrain. Yeah. But you're trying to chase me on a one sixty three and a, a three inch mm -hmm. and pro. Right? right. I mean, you picked you picked a handsaw, and I'm riding a chainsaw with a turbo. Yeah. Right. Um, and so those, it's. You know, that brings me to another thing. You know, we we guide. That's that's our job. Yeah. And so our job is to get people comfortable with a new skill set, teaching them how to be on edge, go in, in all this fun terrain and be in control. And, you know, talking about picking the right sled for the job, I've never seen one so drastically wrong as I did um, in our first group here when we had we had a person from Alberta um, at who was just getting into mountain riding. He goes down to the dealership, <clears throat> says, give me the biggest, baddest thing that you have and I'll take it. Right. And mm -hmm. so this dude, who's like five, seven hundred and forty pounds shows up on a 175 do that is, I mean, it was the worst snowmobile you could ever have for this poor guy who, was trying to to learn how to mountain ride and 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 get into the sport and and it was a terrible. I mean, he was scared of the power. Mm -hmm. He, yeah, I mean, couldn't counter steer. Couldn't couldn't do anything because he was just the the sled was wrong for him. And we see this a lot. We see guys who show up on turbos who shouldn't be on turbos. We see guys um, with the the big one seventy four, which like what what are you doing? Right. I mean, right. yeah. Are there mm -hmm. days of 174 or, or places that people need and want a 174? Of course. Right. But, you know, it all depends on what your agenda is. But, you know, talking about that 800, um, you know, for what you were trying to do, it's not the right sled. But 
um, you know, that's, I think, and I guess, you know, Kyle, this, this leads me to a topic for you guys too. Um, if you could only have one sled configuration, what would it be? Would it be 55? Yeah. 63, 63 cut tunnel, right? I mean, what, Kyle, what's, what you've, you've got to ride a bunch. What's your, what's your go-to? Um, it's tough. It's, it's a tough pick. The, Here. they're mic up better there you go dog <laughs> just watching out for you <laughs> it's a it's a tough pick it it seems really situational and day by day what you prefer it is yep but yeah. if i was gonna have one sled it would be a stock 163 short tunnel i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and get i and you only get you only get i'm gonna give you three you only get three accessories what what are you picking skins helium hood Whoa, power move. Ah. Skins brake lever heated brake lever and um a lightweight can with a cooker on it. Dang, that's no, no shocks. Yeah, I only gave him three. The that's stock package is pretty is, is it gets the job done. You can ride it. All right, Ross, yeah, what's yeah, your you what, can ride it, okay. what's your three? Um well my three would be shocks. It's uh-huh. gonna be first for sure, and then probably shocks. Tie can and a lever would be the things that would really, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. But I don't, dude. The thing is, is if if I didn't ride in Colorado every day and I traveled at like if I was gonna go ride Idaho and Oregon and you know um, Colorado, I would probably ride a fifty-five, um, a fifty-five short tunnel for what I like to do. Um, Hold on now. 55 short tunnel. Heck yeah. Are you sure? It'd be sick. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, it, and that's because it's so funny. Riding with you, the whole package would, would be different, right? Yeah, it would it, be. In, yep. Um, but if I had one sled and I was going to ride multiple areas, multiple conditions, all season long, it'd be the 55 because it's just... You can still get it done. You, you gotta just ride the heck out of it. And yep, I enjoy that process as well. I, I I I like I like that thought as well. And I think that's what's tough is like, would I go fifty five or would I go Kyle's route and go sixty three with short tunnel? Because you kind of get both benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, for me and what I like to do, I think I would probably still have to go with the sixty three and then um, you know do the short tunnel, but. Um, does the sh- does the short tunnel count as one of our three? Ooh, <laughs> see, here's the problem. I was thinking, I'm like, I gave you guys three, and my mandatory list is like twelve. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, so I'm I'm right there with you guys. I mean, I am. A, you guys know I'm a shock guy. I'm a heated brake lever guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but. What a, I was thinking about what what do we bring to Grizzly? I mean, those are our essentials, right? In the past, I've brought a tie can in my suitcase. Yeah. I have brought uh, a heated brake lever. Um, I and I saw someone. You know, you're getting old when you ride the backcountry with gauntlets. Well, I am 42, <laughs> but I'll tell you what. I my hands are warm, and I enjoy that fact of being comfortable out there. And so. I mean, I I brought gauntlets, right? And so I I enjoy riding with. I just enjoy being comfortable. That that's all there is to it. Um, you know, last night when we were coming out, and I looked back, and Kyle's going like this, <laughs> trying to get blood yeah. to his hands. I'm like, and I pull mine out, and they're like steaming, and I'm just like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. Um, shocks, brake lever, gauntlets. You know the other thing? I mean, it'd be tough to live without my my handlebar bag. Yeah. You know, we, we yeah. use the... Yeah, we yeah use if we're going to count those, too. That's I, and, and that's, you know, so we use the Sled Solutions carry-all bag. Um, and then, well, heck, now... Since we're talking about that, I mean, I can't live without my tunnel bag. No. We got to have our essentials. You know, we use the Polaris yeah. large tunnel bag. Um, and then, you know, all the other things, they're, they're bonuses for sure, right? I mean, yeah, I'd love to have a, a, a lightweight tie can or SLP can or something with a cooker. Is it mandatory? No. Do we really like it? Yes. The Kurt's gear down kit is another one, right? I, yeah. I got on a sled yesterday. So to your – I okay. I'm going to re- rewind. I got on a on a customer's sled yesterday. He got stuck. He had Brant shocks, a 155, yeah. Zollinger lightweight rotating package, mm-hmm. um, Kurt's gear down kit, five-inch bar. I mean, it was like a sled that we, we ride, yeah. right? And I got on it literally for about 45 seconds. I'm like, dude, this thing rips. Yeah. Like, I want to ride this thing. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it really cool to feel the shocks instantly. I mean, mm-hmm. the sled I've been riding, like it wa- it just doesn't want to come up out of the snow as well. And I got on this one and it's in, and it's, it was a 155 and I'm riding 163 and that 55 just brrrr, like instantly track speed got up on top. I was able to get up over this big log and I'm like, dude, your sled rips. You're, you shouldn't be stuck right now. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, you know, when we talk about all the go-tos and, uh, there's, there's many of them, but yeah. you know, really, you know, thinking about it, it wasn't our go-tos aren't performance based. It's, no. it's comfort based yeah. a yeah. lot, yeah. right? Your heated brake lever, helium hood to have your stuff warm and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. shocks, had, right? That's shocks. a comfort. That's a comfort for sure. Yeah. And the handlebar, I mean, the bags are like. That's a necessity. It is a necessity. It's funny when you see a guy pull up without any bags. Yeah, what? Where? Where's all your where's stuff? All your st- and we, I'm like overflowing. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any room for anything. I need. We more. need a trailer. Yeah, I want a <laughs> seat that just opens up and just has. Yeah, I can just fill it with things. Because there's so much stuff we need out there, especially in our role as guides, right? We have to have our first aid and our emergency stuff and our tools. I mean, our toolkits are like 20 pounds sometimes. Yeah. But you think about that, though, is like, so, yeah, we say, okay, we're guides and that's our job. But, I mean, when the general public, I mean, they're they're riding the same thing we are and the same things can potentially happen. And if you are not prepared for the situation, then you're really asking for trouble, like yeah. mm-hmm. big time. And, you know, we always say it doesn't take a lot of stuff. It just takes the right stuff to carry. Um, and we've got that. I think we've got that fairly dialed. There's always some times where we're like, oh, man, I need, I wish we had that. We, you're always learning yeah, things that you need, yeah. We're learning. We'll have to do a, a, a breakdown of, of what, what, we, what we carry and carry. why. Yeah. That'd be a good, a good one. Uh-huh. And it's funny that you said that because – Around Thanksgiving, I went home. I flew home for a couple of days, and I could have gone and kind of rode, but I like one of the factors why I didn't ride is I didn't have my tunnel bag. Oh, I was we'd like, feel naked. Oh, it's, it. I'm like, I don't have any of my stuff to. If anything happens on any level, I don't have anything. Yep. To deal with it, and that's not fun. So. Yeah. Well, when we take uh, you know client sleds up 
for just for that little test trip and I really don't have anything. I'm like, I feel, okay, I need to be within walking range of the truck (laughs) because, uh, I don't know what the heck could happen here. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's a necessity. And I think that's what a lot of people need to get better at too. And the, is being prepared, being prepared. Yeah. Right. Prepare for the, the worst plan or hope for the best prepare for, I don't know how that saying goes. You know the deal. Well, we got ten more. We got ten more minutes. So I want to. Uh, I want to ask you a question, Kyle. So you're you are in the back of the mayhem that I create, mm-hmm. right? I'm t- leading the group, trying to get the group up to our our specified place, our goal, right? Yesterday was a prime example of this. Uh, you know, I put one nice, super clean track. I'm like, all right, boys, it should be good. And then I come down and I look and it looks like World War Three happened down there. <laughs> and um, so you get to see all of this mayhem. And like Ross said, you ride the junk back there and, and everything. And it's really made you a lot better rider and more aggressive and, and ability to ride neutral more. But for for the folks at home, you know, who haven't had the opportunity to come see us and see it in person and learn from what we do, what, I mean, what's the biggest thing that you see um, that that people need to work on? I would say the timing of their, making their move because when you're in those trenches, the first guy was it can carry a ton of momentum and and just reading terrain and what the sled's doing on what you need to make for a decision where when you're in those trenches, there's certain spots you can stop and you need to be building momentum in the right spots and not just driving into a driving into the obstacle and then blowing through it like instead of building the momentum up the line mm-hmm. and that would I would say is the biggest thing is just the the timing and the situational where to where to stop and where to go and where to be going fast and where to be going slow and all well, of it changes one every time one every Every person that goes up it, the next person needs to approach that line different. Yeah. Well, and and I, I think the biggest thing we see is always hesitation, right? Mm-hmm. Hesitation kills, and then when you don't carry any momentum, you're trying to – to you, then you're getting bounced in every single thing and it's and it's hard it's hard to look at a situation like that and say okay i need to go faster because we've also seen the opposite we've seen guys that just go 900 miles an hour through that out of control no finger on the brake probably eyes closed or something's happening there mm-hmm. and you know wheeling up and then they end up in the tree or something so it's a it's a really fine balance and i think the other thing, you know, we, we think about like that situation. Well, a lot of people just avoid the situation hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, how many times have we heard, Oh, I hate riding tr- ruts. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. they hate riding ruts cause they don't do it. And yeah. so then again, your riding level will plateau a hundred percent. Yeah. You will only be able to take your riding skill set so far if you avoid what you're not good at. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times when you see those lines from other people and their GoPro clips on Instagram and stuff, you don't see much of the trench riding. The hill climb guys are insane in that aspect, but yep. yeah, all no. you see is the pretty perfect lines that mm-hmm. exist once, and then it's a mess. <laughs> and then it's a disaster <laughs> back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you making fun of me and my lines? No, no. <laughs> I know the way you can come <laughs> right back up through the mess too. Yeah. yeah, which is one of the parts I enjoy. It's super fun mm-hmm. back there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ross, what's uh, what's one that 
that you would tell these guys who are listening here? What's what's the one thing that you would point out? Um, <laughs> the it's the hardest thing to say to to do, and especially as you get tired, you do it more and more. Right? It's the same thing, and it works for all of us. And it's the only thing that I tell myself, you know, a lot, especially when I get tired, is keep your eyes up. Um, and that, but that lends to so many other things. Like that's the first thing to riding with momentum. And I think momentum is a, is a huge one too, is we are very good at understanding and feeling when that snowmobile is going to get stuck or when it is starting to get stuck. And that comes with seat time for sure. Mm -hmm. But, you know, being aggressive early on the gas to get up on top of the snow and then get going, um, instead of just like trenching at half throttle moving four mm -hmm. miles an hour yeah um you know getting up on top and then going forward fast is is something that is very key especially in deep snow and i i'm probably thinking of that now because we're in deep december snow right now and that's yep. a big part of it mm -hmm. um because once you start the site once you once you get below and you, you it's hard yeah, to get that get side back, to get back, back up, up. yeah so well and I think it's funny it, because it's 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 almost like a cop out answer. Well, your eyes were down. And right. in every scenario where someone fails, most of the time it was, dude, all you had to do was, I mean, you you were staring right at the log and you drove into the log yeah. or at the trench or whatever. And you know, that's it's funny that you say that's the one thing that you tell yourself all day yesterday. At the like after three o'clock, I mean it was when I started my sled, eyes up. Eyes up. Let's go. Keep, keep yeah. them up. We gotta yeah. go. Yeah. Gotta go. I know you're tired, fatigued. We've been pulling on skis a bunch today. Keep them up. Yeah. Stay aggressive. And that day I was talking about two days ago, where I was riding the struggle bus, I I knew my eyes were down, but I was just, I couldn't do anything about it. <clears throat> I mean I got into one of those states that our clients get into often of I was tired, I was defeated, and the vicious cycle, was I was in it. I was living it. And it was so funny how upset I was, like, laying in bed. I'm like, I cannot wait for tomorrow to get mm -hmm. that this feeling out of my head. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a difference. I mean, someone might just think, like, that's what snowmobiling is. But for me, I know the difference. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to go fix that. I know what I need to do to fix that. And needed, I needed just a couple tweaks there. Um, to, and then, you know, to end on a day like yesterday, which was good. And then, you know, it, it, to, to be honest, it it was a slap in the face that I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what, I mean, we talk about that all the time. I mean, we fail a lot. Yeah. And it's how you take that failure. Are you going to take it? as a positive or a negative uh, i took it as a positive i wasn't all that positive about it while it was happening right mm -hmm. i was upset at myself mm -hmm. but i took it as a positive um and i mean i feel really i mean i think it's, it's it's setting the tone for me for the rest of the season i learned i learned some things and like what we always talk about it's never a mistake or a failure if a lesson is learned and i think those are really important things to to learn anytime you get whether it is you're getting stuck or you make a mistake on uh, on the hill you didn't bring something in your tunnel bag right we learn as long as we learn from it we're going to be okay right and it's amazing how much of everything of the riding that we do is mental like if i don't if i'm not fired up and 
like in my mind, if I'm not gonna just destroy this line, I'm gonna nail this thing. You don't ride. You get stuck in the metal. Yeah. Like, and then you go up. You get stuck. You evaluate what you did. You get out and you come at the same exact line a different way to get to the top. And just for that, like, I know that there's moments when you don't, when you aren't that fired up, and you know it. And it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it never yeah. works. Yeah, yeah, you can't force it. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I enjoy. I like just going at something and figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. And being, well, it's that aggression of being a rider. Yeah. Like and you, you need it. You need it. You got especially. It. That's the biggest thing I see with clients, too, when they start to get defeated. I'm like, this is about the worst thing you could do to yourself. Yeah. Don't do this. When you, when, <laughs> when you start, when you shake your head, you know, side to side with the no, <laughs> instead it should be like, all right, let's go. Let's go. Like, yeah. yeah. Get fired up and go go attack it so that's always a fun state to be and i think that's what you know jumping way back to where we're talking about you know when we ride together it's that way it's like yeah you you start nipping at each other and (laughs) especially when chris does something that if we both could kyle and i both screw up or whatever we get in each other's way (laughs) like he he gets stuck in front of me or i get stuck in front of him and you we come up with a full head of steam and like oh dude you're in my way like i was gonna make it (laughs) you know all this is just because it's always changing the train's always changing as we put lines through it and you know it goes back to the day that we had last year where chris got up the head wall like the eight foot head wall and then i got stuck in his trench and then kyle had to go right and he got stuck right next to me and it was just a full <laughs> circle of yeah and then i lost a double or nothing didn't yeah. i yeah, yeah. same exact spot yeah, yeah. yep well i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave you guys with uh with this message um, just remember when you're out there riding, you know, it's, it, some of you guys can relate to what we're talking about here as far as, you know, being aggressive and, and getting stuck and, and, but there's a lot of riders out there that, um, you know, maybe, maybe don't push like what we're, what we're talking about here and don't enjoy getting stuck upside down in the tree and all of that stuff. But, you know, one thing that I always leave my groups with here is you, we spent three days exposing you to what is possible on a snowmobile, giving you a new skill set that you've never had and having you look at terrain like you've never looked at it before. Now I want you to go home and instead of riding like you rode before, I want you to think what line would Chris Barant make me take? And um, it makes it a lot more fun, a little more challenging, um, pushes yourself. Yeah, we don't want you to go out there and wreck snowmobiles. Um, we do want you to push yourself, uh, because it's, it's really cool. And we talk about this a lot is when there's more work involved and it's a harder challenge, the reward is so much better on the other end. Mm -hmm. And I think we could all attest to when we get to the top of one of those lines. I mean, I did one yesterday where I was just like, it feels damn good to be sitting where I am right now. Mm -hmm. And I know no one else is making it up here. And, you know, I sit up there for a few and. All right, I can go home now. I feel really good. Yeah, that is a fun feeling. Yeah. Well, we did it. Kyle, do you have any messages? No. Oh, not, okay. Not a ton. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Kyle. No. Um. Yeah, I guess we'll wrap it up, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. We. Uh. It's again. Just. Uh. We're very appreciative for all you listeners out there. Um. It's. We really enjoy this. We like talking about snowmobiles. 
Uh, I won't lie, this morning we all got up early after, uh, well, this will be day six in a row riding, and we were like, uh, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, we start talking about snowmobiles, and I'm all fired up. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, be sure to leave a review on iTunes. That helps um, a lot. Tell your friends. Share stories. Um, yeah, we appreciate it a bunch, and we'll bring you more more madness. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you in uh, episode 17. Yep. It'll most likely be from Colorado. So Colorado. Enjoy, enjoy Christmas, New Year's, and uh, we'll be back shortly. See you in the first of the year. See you guys.